In the fixed mindset, everything is about outcome. If you fail or if you're not the best, it's all been wasted. The growth mindset allows people to value what they're doing regardless of the outcome. They're tackling problems, charting new courses, working on important issues. Maybe they haven't found the cure for cancer, but their research was still deeply meaningful. Welcome back to the You Better You podcast. Today, we're doing things a little different. As one of your hosts, I wanted to personally thank you guys for coming back and supporting our podcast. If this is your first time, welcome, and feel free to please leave us some feedback and a review. Uh, as normal, we typically start off with a quote, and we'll still do that today. But again, Gaio and I wanted to show our appreciation for the ongoing support. This week, the quote is, some people see a wall and assume that's the end of their journey. Others see it and decide that it's just the beginning by Angelina Trevina. Welcome back, everyone, to the You Better You podcast. This voice belongs to Robin. And this voice belongs to Gaia. And this week, we're talking about fixed versus growth mindset. It's just another one of our topics that we are discussing as we're devoted to helping everyone, including ourselves, with personal development in all aspects. So, uh, per usual, we start every episode with a quote as a framework for our discussion. So, to get started, Gaio, uh, when you heard this quote, what thoughts come to your mind? Well, one of the first things that I thought of, you know, that old question is this, is the cup half full or half empty? Mm -hmm. It really reveals how a person thinks and how they view the world. So same thing here with the school. Some people see a wall as this is the end. I can't go any further. This is the boundary and I can't cross it. Whereas some people see the wall and they think, what starts here? What begins mm -hmm. here? You know, so it reveals a lot about, uh, again, how someone views the world and perhaps their past experiences and it fits right in with with what we're going to discuss today about our mindset uh a fixed versus a growth mindset but um but yeah and what about you um i definitely agree with everything you're saying it's interesting because like i definitely i don't know for me like i'm definitely like both of these people <laughs> like I, I think it just depends on the situation i'm definitely becoming more of the this is just the beginning type of person but I know in my past, like if something was too hard, I'm like, like trying to learn how to play chess. It's like, well, it's just not for me, guys. <laughs> well, so like, I love that this is all about your mindset. So mm -hmm. with that being said, let me ask you, would you say that you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? And if you don't know exactly what those two are, that's okay as well. I'd say I definitely lean on a growth mindset. I mean, I think that's why we're both doing this podcast. I think we... <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> Even if we have traces of a, a fixed mindset, we we all lean towards, or we both you know lean toward having a growth mindset. To me, like you said before, it depends on a lot. It depends on uh, how high the wall is, <laughs> how far the wall is, you know. And but naturally, I'm a curious person. I see that. So even if I don't wander on the other side of the wall. It will intrigue me, you know, why is there a wall here? Or I would at least think about it. And for me, deciding whether I'm going to go on a journey depends on the first step, right? If the journey is long, but the first step is easy, I'll go for it. Mm -hmm. you know? 
Um, but of course, we all have to wonder what's the end goal and is it worth the journey? Right? We all have to think about where do we want to go. So, so yeah. So to answer your question, I definitely think I'm I'm the latter. I do have traces of a fixed mindset, especially if it's something that I'm not particularly interested in. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't follow the crowd. Yeah. Right. And we can, we we can go into really controversial topics here about, you know, the COVID vaccine and a lot of things, but you know, we'll we'll save that for another another episode, but I definitely don't follow the crowd. So, so yeah, I'll lean on that having a growth mindset. Now you, like I said, I I assume we both have a growth mindset since we're on this podcast, but yeah, I think I do. Um, I think I'm exactly like you with that same mindset of, it just depends on what it is. Like if I'm not interested in the topic, I'm kind of like, Uh, this is a waste of time. Like my mindset is very much on like efficiency with everything. So I'm like, if it's not efficient or if it's not going to benefit me in any way, it's kind of like, just why? Like, for example, real quick, just like, I hate cutting grass. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm going to, I rather pay someone hashtag make more money or, (laughs) or, <laughs> or or get like one of those like i robots that can like cut the grass for you or something like that just because with that 30 minutes or an hour like 30 minutes to an hour of time i could do something else with that time rather than cut grass mm-hmm. but that's just yeah so i don't think that counts as, as something of growth mindset it may just be me being lazy but <laughs> yeah I, I think i have a growth mindset <laughs> not to get too off topic but how do you feel about someone who is completely that completely has a fixed mindset. Since you're on the other side, how do you feel about someone that's on the other side of the spectrum? I'm trying not to be judgmental. I know I can be at times. (laughs) So personally, I know I can't associate with them. Yeah. (laughs) But it's only because, and this, this goes into a, a topic that we will discuss in the future of you have to surround yourself around the people that you want to be like. Yeah. We may have touched on this previously, but you Just know, bit, yeah. someone, someone with that fix, like are very like to the core. I, I mean, we, we all have a mix of both of these mindsets, mm-hmm. but someone who's more on the fixed spectrum of that, they, they view being success as like something that's just like, Oh, it happens to some people. It can't happen to me because of the way my life went. When it's like, that's not the case at all. Like you have to, as they say, just play with the cards that you're dealt with and make the best of the situation. No, I would say uh, similar with me as well. I find it very difficult to, and I don't want to be disrespectful. I think sometimes, (laughs) just kidding. Sometimes I think everyone can be in a place in life where they transition. So sometimes you may be in a in a point in your life where things are going a certain way and it puts you in a fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. And then in other times you, you may go back to a growth mindset. So I have to be respectful of that. But at the same time, I agree. It's very hard when you're on one side of the spectrum to have many friends, close associates that are on, you know, on, on the other side because they can pull you in. It can discourage you. Yeah. It can influence you. We, we did talk about this on another episode, but we are the sum of our friends. We're the, I should say, we are the average of our friends. And so if you have a growth mindset, it, having someone that doesn't see it that way, they, or they don't see that they don't think it's important to grow. Or they don't see that they can grow over time, uh, wanes on you. 
And on the the other side of that is if it, it frustrates me when someone does have potential. Yeah. And definitely. they don't do anything with it, especially if it's something that I'm naturally weak at. Mm-hmm. If I'm naturally weak at something, but I want it and someone is gifted in it and they don't do anything with it, it's very, very, very aggravating. <laughs> Because you see that they could, they could, not that it's necessarily easy for them, but they have a leg up. Yeah. They they Mm -hmm. don't want to do it. So. Yeah. That's definitely the hard part when you see the potential and, and they don't, we can talk about that for hours. We, I think off, off the record, we ended up talking about that for like another hour. (laughs) But, um, with that being said, that way we don't get too off track. I'm sure many of the listeners now are wondering, what do you mean fixed mindset or growth mindset? Like, so with that being said, I'll break it down. So there's this TED talk that I was listening to by this lead researcher who she's a lead researcher, top motivator. Her name is Carol Dweck and all of her sources will be in the description and whatnot. But to start, she explains that a fixed mindset is the mindset where people believe that their basic qualities like their intelligence or talents are simply fixed traits. And they spend their time documenting their intelligence or talent instead of developing those abilities. And then they also believe that the talent alone creates success. You don't really need effort. But she also says here on the opposite side of that, people who have the growth mindset, they believe that their most basic abilities can always be developed through dedication and hard work, Uh, brains and talent that are just a starting point. And this view creates a love for learning and a resilience that is essential for great accomplishment. So with that being said, I think it's safe to say that, you know, a fixed mindset is limiting and a growth mindset allows you to be more free in how you perceive throughout life. You know, there are ones who have this, the the fixed mindset where, you know, they may avoid challenges. They're more prone to giving up. Uh, they may be threatened by others' success. They desire to not actually develop ability and be smart, but simply look smart. And to them, they may think, you know, effort is fruitless. They don't want to take any feedback. They they honestly can't take criticism. And they think that, you know, this is just who I am versus someone who has that growth mindset where, you know, there's certain, it's all positive stuff. They can accept criticism. They desire to learn more. They want to build their abilities. Uh, and they think effort is required to build new skills. So, if we have this fixed mindset, you know, we, we tend to end up with the tendency of, of believing that, you know, as, as I mentioned, this is just who I am, regardless of no matter what we do, we won't be able to explore different avenues and we avoid new ideas because we're just not able to. But if we're on the growth mindset area, area of the spectrum, you know, we welcome challenges because we know that will allow us to be better. And we know that hard work is necessary to get there. It's this mindset in the simplest form of where or who I am now is not my final destination. It's interesting uh, what you brought up because what I get out of it is it's not situation that someone finds themselves in. It's what they do about it. You ever watch uh, a show called Survivor? I mean, it's been on for ages now. But... Yeah, I've heard of it. So do you know that concept? Do you know what it's about? Or Isn't it like a competition, like the last person to survive on a deserted island, or like win some money or something like that? Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting because, and this happens very fast, you know, they have to get water, you know, they have to get food, they have to make their own shelter. You'll have some that are complaining that it's raining, they're, they're wet. You know, which I get completely. 
if it if you're wet for three days straight, like you your clothes are wet too. It's not like you can just go inside somewhere. Like you're wet. It's raining for three days. You're using the bathroom outside. It's cold. You're huddled up with strangers to keep warm. Mm-hmm. So there are those people, and you can typically tell who's going to win just by the attitude that someone has. So at the very beginning, some folks are like, they identify, okay, these are my skills, and this is what I'm going to have to do to make it to you know the top three, right? So they assess the situation and not dwell on what's going wrong, but what they need to become to fulfill their goals. And so that's just something I thought of when, when you mentioned the growth mindset or fixed mindset, because uh, again, it doesn't matter what the situation or, you know, what you're going through. It's, it's like, it, like you said, it's a mindset. It's an attitude. The problem with mindsets is it, it's very hard to change that culture we have within ourselves. Situations can change, right? Yeah. May stop raining <laughs> and the sun, sun comes up and now you're on a beautiful island on a, you know, a paradise, essentially. So that can change within a day or within hours, but that cloudy mindset that stays. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, there may be some wondering, like, why does any of this matter? You know, wh- whether I have a fixed mindset or growth mindset. And again, we're not trying to beat a dead horse, but it matters because it, it honestly does affect a, a lot of what we do. And if you don't mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this study that Carol did with some high school students. She took the test results from kids who didn't have the same resources. Some of them weren't able to hold a pencil properly, read, write properly for their grade level compared to those who were from a different school that, you know, they were in the GT program or prep level, known as prep prep level students. And, you know, they had access to better resources, such as tutors and equipment. But the interesting thing that she brought out was that the biggest change that happened was when they helped the students understand that. It's not a matter of your situation, you know, being from a poor income area or the resources you may have. A lot of it is your mindset because, you know, these are students who their parents maybe didn't go to college or their friends dropped out or whatever the case may be. But the problem there was that it was creating generations of kids who were like, well, my brother did this. My brother only got to got to 12th grade and just barely got his diploma. My dad once started going to college, but he didn't finish. So where I'm where I'm at, like I'm doing okay, but whatever happens, it is like it, it is what it is. But the switch that happened here when they compared the diff, the two different students is in this point right here. The students who had previously previously thought that they were failures were helped to develop the mindset of not yet. So they helped them to develop actual goals and actually achieve their dreams of saying, you know, like, you know, I, I don't have to be like my grandparents or my parents or my siblings. You know, I actually do want to go to college and become an engineer or whatever the case may be. So she brings out here, and I'm quoting her here, is that in the fixed mindset, everything is about outcome. If you fail or if you're not the best, it's all been wasted. The growth mindset allows people to value what they're doing regardless of the outcome. They're tackling problems, charting new courses, working on important issues. Maybe they haven't found the cure for cancer, but the research was still deeply meaningful. So she says all that to say that 
how we train ourselves and encourage our own growth will affect the attitude we have towards learning. No, there's a big difference between a positive and a negative mindset when it comes to learning. And And we'll elaborate on that some more. But for a positive mindset, that can really dictate, you know, the difference between us giving up because, you know, we're not like a math person versus someone who has the proactive mindset of I'm going to give this my best shot and not just give up just because, you know, we're not an expert at this topic. So in the study at the end, when she helped the students to develop this mindset of giving it their best shot and focusing on just growing and not just focus on, oh, whether you pass or fail, these students were able at the end of all the testing, they were able to actually exceed the students who were in the GT program. Mm. And she she credits it due to helping them change their mentality. Mm. Because statistically speaking, these students should have failed. But she said that the, the results came from changing the way their mind works when it comes to learning. Yeah, I think this it solidifies that how we grew up can really affect our mindset. If we grow up and our parents, how should I say this, aren't contributing to society, aren't valuable members to society, most of the people we know are acting a certain way, we can automatically, you know, we can set our ceiling to match everybody else's ceiling. Mm-hmm. And so we're satisfied at where we are because we're comparing ourselves to everyone around us rather than focusing on ourselves and and focusing on what we can do to to become the best version of ourselves. Yeah. And like it's it's interesting because it's it sounds so simple, yet schools don't teach us to think that way. It really like you do develop that mindset of, you know, oh, I'm I'm just a C student, even though you may have tried your best. And that I feel like at least for me that like I remember as a kid, like that does affect you from from wanting oh. to do better. Yeah. I will say in middle school I did not. Uh, I think in middle school, I was like barely a B student. When I said barely, I mean like I had a class where I, I hadn't, it only happened once, but I had an E in that class and <gasps> in, in one quarter. And for any of you who know any Haitian, <laughs> Caribbeans in general. Yeah. For, yeah foreign was, parents, honestly. Foreign, just foreign parents. parents. Yeah. That is like, Going up, on the family name. That's like going up to your parents and spitting on their face. Like that that is <laughs> that is one of the worst things you could do. You'd be better off shoplifting something. You know, like that is a, like you said, a disgrace. I, I had that once. But but here's my thing, right? Like I wasn't I wasn't focused. Now when I went to when I went to high school, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You you don't meet your own expectations once, and then you tell yourself this must be my, my cap. This must be my potential. You know, I, I can't do better. Mm-hmm. And then you perpetuate that thinking by, you know, it just keeps coming back and coming back, coming back. Whereas interestingly, in high school, I started to take harder classes. I started to take more honors and, and, and GT classes. Yeah. And those I did great in. And I, the difference was the attitude of the whole class. Because in the regular classes, you know, half the class is doing is up to foolishness, you know, kids throwing paper at each other. And and it was like a joke. Right. They they were there by default. They couldn't care less. Teacher stressed out. They don't want to be there either. (laughs) But then when you elevate and go to a higher class, more people are focused in because they have that 
commitment. They they want to do better. And so when you're surrounded by that, all of a sudden you're performing better because you're you're around that that mindset. No, that's definitely true. I because re- I remember like see, I was that kid who was lazy but smart lazy. Oh uh, yeah. Hmm, yeah. I I can go to like I know people like you. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of people like you. I would do well on tests and they're like, yeah, we think like you're, you're doing pretty well. Do you want to take like honors and GT? And I was like, I guess I'll try it out. I took one honors class. I was like, this is a lot of work. I can go <laughs> down and get a, I can go down and get an A for doing the bare minimum versus staying honors and get a B. And then my mom's going to complain because for foreign parents, they don't care if it's GT level honors. Yeah. Or they don't get that. It's like, they're just like, Oh, AP class. I don't care. Where's the A? Yeah. <laughs> It it is funny you say that because they, it loses translation. Like to me, like let's say I had a son, to me, my son having a B in an AP class would be having an A in a regular class, but for, but they don't see it that way. They just see why, why is this a B? (laughs) Like, okay, good job. But next time get an A. (laughs) Oh no, B's only kept me from getting in trouble. My my parents weren't happy, but it kept me from getting in trouble. Anything below that, I would get in trouble. I remember I wouldn't see my, like, I wouldn't play video games at all during the school. Like, I would get it for, you know, the um, Christmas break and spring break in the yeah. summer. Yeah, I, I wouldn't see anything between those. Tragic. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Well, we'll, we'll probably talk on that some more, I'm sure. There's a lot of thoughts on that, but, um, see, it's interesting. You say you, you know, we bring this up because in Carol Dweck's book called mindset, how you can fulfill your potential. She brings out an important point because what we're talking about here as kids striving to get that a, because especially for with foreign parents, it creates like this weird sense of like, I need validation. Yeah. And the only way I'm going to get it, especially as a kid, like you want to feel, you want your parents to be proud of you. You're only going to get that validation if you bring home good grades. Oh yeah. Even even if you, uh, if you like try, even if your parents see you study super hard, it doesn't matter. Even if your parents see you study super hard, I will say at least for, for, for myself with my mom, she was understanding that like math is not my strong suit, but she was like, as long as you, I see you study, if you bring home a C, that's okay because I oh. <laughs> yeah that was different, <laughs> that was different. My, my my parent my mom used to say she's allergic to C's that was her thing like I could have been studying while crying like I could be I could have been sweating blood as I was studying for it if I came home with a C that would not have mattered for those of you who don't know we record through zoom but guy I'm gonna tell you this now I'm gonna send you a virtual hug <laughs> because <laughs> you no, need it <laughs> no, no no i mean you 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 made a good point because growing up i accepted the fact that i was not loved by my parents because i saw my value in the grades that i brought home if i brought home a b my thinking was i am not who i'm supposed to be and like you said it it can over time it can it can set you up for validation and i I went through that for a long time. I I definitely don't think I'm that way anymore. But um, for the longest time, I I needed that because it was it was in in uh, big things and small things. Even I remember uh, I brought home um, like this uh, our class. We had to do this like statue, um, this clay statue of ourselves. And you know when I came home, you know I was told, "Oh man, that's ugly." And so I grew up with those like, "Man, I can't I can't do." 
anything that's right and that my worth is based on this letter. Mm-hmm. And that's a very dangerous attitude to have. And that's why, as you mentioned, it the attitude sh- uh, should be towards progressing. What what are we doing about it? The process of improving rather than what something is. Yeah. Right. And that's something that, yeah, I mean, it was it was an issue until fairly recently, until a couple of years ago, that it, it eventually came out and we had a a heart to heart. But that's the way I felt growing up. And when we had the heart to heart, it was very emotional because when particularly my mom, when she was talking to me, I realized that that's the way her mom treated her. Yeah. And so one of the things she told me was like she was willing to sacrifice our relationship so that I would have a better life. And it hurt her, but that's, so that was her mindset, but that's because her mom did the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Her mom made that sacrifice. And so that's what she knew. I don't agree with it. And I'm not going to do that to my kids, but knowing that that's what she knew from her parents, then, you know, that's the way, that's the way it is. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the way it was for her. So Having having that knowledge is important, but and that's why I think some cultures lead to some people being more of a growth mindset, and some cultures produce more of that fixed mindset. Yeah, you no, know, not being racist or anything, but you can you can see that for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting you say that, and it leads to to something else that Carol says in her book, but along with her TED talk, and this is something that while just disclaimer. Even though this applies to everyone, she is speaking about like how parents can help children. But the point is still the same. Parents think they can hand children permanent confidence, like it's a gift, by praising their brains and talent. It doesn't work. And in fact, it has the opposite effect. It makes children doubt themselves as soon as anything is hard or anything goes wrong. If parents want to give their children a gift, the best thing they can do is to teach their children to love challenges Be intrigued by their mistakes, enjoy effort, and keep on learning. That way, their children don't have to be slaves of praise or validation. Mm. They develop the ability to have a lifelong way to build and repair their own confidence. Mm. And I think that goes a lot into what you were talking about. Like what happened, like it's, it's very evident what happens when children don't receive that and they get the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I I like this because as I've grown older, again, I don't have kids, but as I've grown older, I think of things as how would I teach this to my own children? I'm thinking if I have a son or daughter and they come home with a bad grade or a grade that I perceive to be bad, let's say it's C Mm -hmm. and you're using that as an opportunity help them to grow. This is a balanced outlook. So you don't want to just say, good job. You're great. You don't want to go that route either, but you don't want to go, you know, the opposite. So I, I like the teaching them the process of putting forth effort to receive something because that trait is what is going to help them in life. Not that grade. Yeah. You know, most jobs wouldn't care less if you tell them I had a C in this, you know. They, they don't even ask. Yeah. Even, you got a high school diploma? All right, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't care. Why would you even ask that? But but if you have a process of a, a good process in place for self-improvement, that's something that you don't have to tell them that either, but they can see or they will see uh, yourself. And, and you would always put yourself in, in a favorable position if that is your mentality. It's interesting because now as we're talking about this, I remember when I was working as 
I think I was a manager. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was a manager working at a restaurant. I remember like we would hire some younger kids and there's this one kid for the sake of the story. His name was Tony <laughs> and Tony. He was a good like employee. But the one thing that like it's not till I'm older where I realize it was that after every job, like after every time he would do a task, he would always come and be like, so how did I do? I At first, I'm like, I don't know. You did your job. <laughs> Go do something else. <laughs> What I realized now as I reflect on it was that he came from a, a background, like his upbringing, where for some, I don't know, I don't know about his past, but he needed that validation. But at what point is it seeking validation and seeking feedback? Like, what, what's that line? Because part of me would be like, oh, okay, he's interested in his progress or he's interested to know if there's anything he needs to improve on. So what's that line? Because I think it is important. You know, I, I, I think it is important that you're aware of your progress. Yeah. But I guess it's something that only you would know, you know, why you're asking that question. Or if you're asking that question after every single task and yeah, then that. that, that yeah, it was after every task. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess in terms of, of like that line, I, I think, I think it is, you know, a matter of like how often you're doing it because it's like, you would ask, like, how'd I do? Like, for taking out the trash and sweeping. Like, <laughs> bro, you're cleaning. It's a restaurant. <laughs> I don't know. It's just part of the job. But I think because he was a young kid, you know, 17, 18, about to graduate high school, there is a sense of, you know, I, I want to feel like I'm accomplishing something and I'm provide, like, I'm, you know, I want people, like, you know, you want people to recognize your hard work, that you're a good employee. So I get that. Um, yeah, I, I think you said it in the almost in the question. Like it, it, it's the line is how often you're you're seeking feedback because at some point, especially as an adult, you like when it when it comes to progress, like you're not going to ask your boss, "Oh, how'd I do? Oh, how'd I do on this? Good day? Do we have a good day today, boss?" <laughs> like your boss gonna look at you like, "Robin, what's wrong with you?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah good job. <laughs> Versus like you know maybe quarterly, you may do a quarterly review. Or a mm-hmm. semi-annual review on your performance, which is common for yeah. for many places, or annual review, whatever. And you know that's that's okay. You know, I remember at my job it would be like attendance, doing great, Robin. <laughs> Just show up on time. Because <laughs> I have a tendency, I would have a tendency. Like once I like got comfortable, I was like, eh, I can show up to work fifteen minutes late. Oh wow, it's funny when you get to a point where I remember at, at a job, I I got to a point where I didn't, I I did roll up late 20 minutes late with a um chipotle bag in my hand like yes i'm late and now you know why <laughs> <laughs> and i have the audacity yes i do the audacity to walk in <laughs> with everything in my hands and yeah i used to hide it first i used to have a backpack <clears throat> put everything there but um, that says a lot about the business if the employees are happy but anyways with your illustration and with your story i think it is important to distinguish you know, the difference between seeking feedback and seeking validation, because it is important to get feedback and it shows it shows that you care. Mm-hmm. And if you're a business owner, if I have to let go of somebody and I have to pick between one that has, you know, constantly make sure that, you know, what he's doing is is good and he's he's looking for ways to improve and somebody else couldn't care less, I will pick the, the, the former, you know? So I, that's why I wanted to distinguish that for, for myself and for the listeners, because it, it is important. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to sacrifice 
uh, certain things just for the sake of having the right mindset. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, with all this being said, it's like, okay, well, you know, say this kid did have a fixed mindset on, you know, constantly requesting feedback or maybe thinking, unless I do X, Y, and Z, my worth is only set at this, at this level, unless I do these things. So I guess that leads us to, to go into our next subtopic of how can we develop a growth mindset? Because if we don't, realistically, you're, you're going to, I don't want to say you're not going to get far in life, but you're, you're holding yourself back. You really are holding yourself back. And as we, as we, as we have discussed in previous episodes, personal development is all about investing in yourself. You know, saying, you know, regardless of me coming from a family that was poor, I'm going to do better for myself. So that way, future generations of my family can have a better life. Yeah. Just, it, 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 you know, that's very similar to, you know, how our parents as, as Caribbean parents came to this country. They wanted a better life. Mm-hmm. And there's millions of us who are like that. We're all like firstborn, secondborn. You mean second, second generation? Yes. The point of what I'm saying is we have to develop this mindset if we want to do better or else we're only going to hold ourselves back in life. So how can we do that? Well, there are five ways. There are multiple ways, but we're just going to keep with these with just five right now. These five are be curious, learn to look at failure as a learning opportunity. The third, be optimistic. Fourth, believe in yourself. And five, using the power of not yet. So we're going to start with the first one. Be curious. If we want to develop a growth mindset, you need to become curious. And if you think that you already are, double that. Because as the saying goes, curiosity is the best teacher for all of us. You know, Einstein once said, I have no special talent. I am just simply passionately curious. So when we become curious about everything, you know, we start to look look and find answers that most people struggle with. That's really how most discoveries have happened. People wondered why or how this came to be, and they did research on it. We see from, from that type of mindset that it really is a path that opens up more doors and it leads to us growing and becoming better in life. So with curiosity leading to that growth mindset, it allows us to learn new things and grow more compared to the average person who doesn't want to do that. If you look at the statistics, many successful people are naturally curious because they're always looking for a new way to succeed more in life. You know, you said they're naturally curious. So why does someone's not a naturally curious person? Because I, I, I know a lot that aren't. So how would one develop? That really comes from just, you have to be honest with yourself and reflect like, huh, where am I? Where am I in my life right now? What could I do to better myself? So in, in terms of becoming specifically curious about something, it really starts with what you want to do with your life. Because that could stem from, you know, for me, like for, for me, I don't think I'm a curious person, but for me, it definitely was like, well, what can I do to get out of my situation? Especially because coming from foreign, like being the offspring from two foreign parents, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. So for me growing up, especially like as I was about to leave high school, for me, I was like, well, how can I make more money and get out of the situation where we're living paycheck to paycheck? And that actually led to my curiosity, learning about financial literacy, learning about the stock market, learning about now crypto and so many more avenues to learn about 
finances and how to grow in that aspect. For me, I would say it's definitely just being curious about what you don't know. My my thing though is some like I said, some people are not curious. They they just don't have the discovery bone. Like like for me, you mentioned a topic that I know little about. You best believe when I go home, I'm gonna look it up. But I have a natural I'm naturally curious. And some people they just don't care. They they just don't okay, I don't know it. And they accept that they don't know it and they're okay. Whereas some of us have a hunger mm-hmm. for knowledge. So then the question is, how do you develop hunger for something that you don't care for? Like, um, for example, some people don't like sweets. Some people don't like meat. You know, some people don't like sour things. So how do you make someone hungry for something that they don't like? So this could be, this could be another, another episode, but I just wanted to provide some, some practical uh, information on, well, what if someone's listening to this? We're like, well, I'm just not a curious person. What's, you know, how do you develop curiosity? I think it kind of goes back to that, like they have that that fixed mindset because part of like, if you... Then what do you do about it? Yeah, like, well, the, the point I'm trying to say is like, you have to get out of your comfort zone because yeah, there are people who like, they're like, yeah, I'm not a curious person. I like just don't care. You have to get out of that. It's It's like, for example, with myself, I say I hate working out and I actually do hate working out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hate it with a passion. If I wasn't doing this for my health, I definitely wouldn't do it. You would have to pay me. <laughs> but for me, it was like, well, I'm doing this for a specific reason because I I want to do better. So for someone to be curious, and they may not be curious, you have to ask yourself why. You have to you have to learn the ability to ask why. You know, think about like that kid back in third grade who would always ask the teacher why. I was definitely that kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ask yourself, why don't I like this? Why do I like this? Mm. What will happen if I try this? What's the worst that could happen? You have to get into this mindset of thinking of the possibilities, basically. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you will become curious. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, asking yourself why is important. I, I would also say surrounding yourself with those that are naturally inquisitive. Yeah. Uh, because that can that can open up new worlds to you. And as you're exposed to more and more of the world, then naturally you might start developing it. It's kind of like some people may not like going back to the food illustration. Some people may not like sweets and they may never like love it. But if they try a variety of sweet things, they may find something that they can long for. Or at least accept. Um, so, you know, seeking education in, in a, in a, in something that you know nothing about, having inquisitive friends that can spur some curiosity, even forcing yourself to, it, it can be difficult, but forcing yourself to learn something that you don't care about. Uh, eventually you'll, you'll learn something that will trigger, huh? That, that's interesting. But, you know, wonder how many people know that, and, and mm-hmm. it can it can start a chain of events. So I didn't mean to harp on it. I just think it's important when I'm listening to a podcast or you know I'm watching something and someone says you got to be this. I said, like, well, how do you how do you? <laughs> no, you you're know, right. It's it's like someone saying, yeah, just go to the gym and gain ten pounds of muscle, and you no longer you. have back pain. I've heard that. Like, oh, you have a lot of back pain. Go to the gym and work out your back. That tells me almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
know? So I just wanted to provide some type of value as far as, well, how do we do that? Because again, I do know some people that are, it it boggles my mind because I'm, I'm very, I'm on the end of that spectrum (laughs) and some people are not curious at all. No, you're you're 100% right. I mean, some people want to know how to increase their wealth, just make more money. There's also people who aren't curious because there are people who don't want to insult anyone, but there are people who think they know it all or they know enough to get, to get by. But it's kind of like, why would you settle like that? Like, why are you settling? Do you really think you know everything? And it's hard to get out of that. But again, it is a mindset that just, to me, I can never know enough about something. I, I really can't. I, I, I could study something for, for years. In fact, I mean, you have some biologists that study the same animal for 50, 60 years, the same animal. Mm-hmm. They're about to die and they're talking about how, yeah, there's so much, um, we have yet to learn. You would think after so many decades, they'll learn something, but, and, and they do, but they, there's just, there's always why or what's the next thing, you know? It's interesting you say, like, we're talking about all of this because that leads to my next point. While you're being curious about whatever the topic is, it's important to understand that failures will occur. The second point is we need to look at failure as a learning opportunity. That's what being curious is. Being curious leads to learning opportunities, but failure does the same thing. It's all about having that growth mindset and recognizing it. Because just as our quote mentioned earlier, there's two types of people. Some see a wall and assume that's the end of their journey while others see it and decide that's just the beginning. So what can we do to look at failure as a learning opportunity? It's important that we recognize that our failures are just minor setbacks, but it's important to ask ourselves, what did we learn from this? What is this teaching me? Sometimes that can be the biggest difference between someone who's successful and unsuccessful and how they respond to the failure. Most successful people that we know failed way more than they ever succeeded and we just remember the highlights and we judge we judge ourselves against their highlights and forget how many times they lost you know i you 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 really do some of the most jordan's known for that yeah michael jordan um some of the most successful people in sports in general you you look at the record you know i was around i'm not a huge fan of lebron james i was around to celebrate every time he lost in the playoffs (laughs) i loved it i was you know for um, I don't exaggerate, but it was, it had to be at least like a decade, you know, he lost, 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 lost. Now no one really talks about that anymore. You know, after, after so many rings, you know, to get there, you got to lose. So I think seeking failure is how you win. I, sure. I really, I really do believe that seek failure and you'll find, you'll find, you'll get your wins. It's people that aren't afraid to fail. The cost of failure is too great. They, 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 their cost of failure outweighs the cost of winning. Whereas those that win more is the opposite. Their failing means almost nothing to them if, if they can win one. And, and with that being said, in the simplest form, growth will come when we refuse to stop at every setback and failure and actually take time to learn from them and then proceed forward. So it's like, Driving on a road, and instead of just stopping because there's something in the way, you decide, okay, I'm going to go around this and keep going. So with that being said, for more on this topic, we actually did a podcast on this, and it's actually episode number three. So now, speaking of the number three, we're going to move on to our next topic. (laughs) Be optimistic. So, so far, 
just for a quick review. We've discussed be curious, look at failure as a learning opportunity, and be optimistic. You know, and it's like, well, that's obvious. Why? Because optimistic people see the world differently from someone who's pessimistic. You know, optimist, an optimistic person is someone who finds opportunity in every danger. Pessimistic person is someone who finds danger in every opportunity. An optimistic person is not someone that, that uh, lives in a fairy tale world. They, they're also realistic. They are calculated. You know, they, they still try to look at things in a positive way, but um, they're realistic when you're optimistic you find opportunities in situations that other people avoid because they don't they're pessimistic they view a situation as a whole whereas when you're optimistic you it, it leads you to looking deeper into a situation and, and try to get the you know get the good stuff out the only difference between those two people is thinking pattern different thinking patterns create massive differences in their lives optimistic people stretch the limits to their maximum level because they think they can do it. Mm-hmm. Pessimistic people say, this is this is where I stop. <laughs> but, you know, there are some who may wonder, well, I'm not naturally an optimistic person, whether that's due to their upbringing or just their mindset because of stuff that's happened in their lives, whatever it may be. So how can we become an optimistic? Well, a personal recommendation of mine is a book called The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman V. Peel. And I recommend this because... In his book, he talks about how with these very practical techniques outlined in the book, you can energize your life and give yourself the initiative needed to carry out your ambitions and hopes, changing the way we think. As we continue to be curious, learn from our failures, be optimistic about opportunities, this leads us to do another thing in in the effort to achieve the growth mindset. It's number four, believe in yourself. Confidence comes when you believe in yourself even when others are doubting you. Believing yourself can take you to an extraordinary level. You know, there's an illustration of a bird sitting on a branch never believes that it will keep her safe. She believes in her own wings, not the branch. So in other words, she believes in herself that no matter what happens on the branch, she'll just fly to another one. So likewise for us, when we don't believe in ourselves, what makes you think that other people will believe in you? So the best thing that we can do for ourselves is believe in ourselves even when others are doubting us or even if we may get thoughts where we doubt ourselves. How is someone supposed to believe in you if 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 you don't? You know that 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 wouldn't make sense. Believing in yourself can also uh put you in the, in the right mindset. We don't realize how much our brain limits uh, our, our brain puts limits on everything in our body. Uh for example, our, our, our muscle limit. Like so Obviously, we all have muscle, but let's say you're, I'm making these figures up for the illustration, but let's say your mind has determined that you will only use 60% of your bicep strength. It's not going to use any more. You could, now, if, you know, you, we've heard situations where, you know, a car is on someone's kid and, you know, a mother pulls up, you know, pulls the car up. What's happening? Well, the brain realizes, okay, this is a dangerous and we're going to use everything we have. It's going to throw all the adrenaline, all the cortisol you have to reach your absolute max. But if you're not doing that, if you don't think you can, it's like, it's like, a, there's no reason for it to. Mm-hmm. So we, we will never grow with, with that, with that mindset, with that attitude. Yeah, exactly. And for more on this topic, shameless plug, <laughs> we talk about this in episode two of why you should invest in yourself 
and episode five about confidence versus cockiness and how you can develop confidence. So tune into that. And now last way we can develop a growth mindset is number five, using the power of the phrase, not yet. You know, the word, the words, not yet, the two most powerful words you can use to develop a growth mindset. When we think that we know everything, we set ourselves up for failure. Something that's important to recognize is a wise man knows that he knows nothing at all. So when you think you know nothing, you crave for more information curiously. But obviously, if you think you know everything, then you stop trying. You don't care because you think you're a know-it-all. How do, how do we make the best use of, of this phrase, not yet? Well, we have to continue to challenge ourselves. You know, look, at, this goes back to looking at our failures. You know, I'm not where I want to be, not yet, versus saying, I'm not where I want to be. It's the same phrase, but when you add those two words, those change everything. It's all about our line of thinking and perception of the reality that we're faced with. This reminds me of, I was training with with a friend. So I kind of egged him on to, to start working out. So he joins and we went to do bench pressing. Mm-hmm. And before he picks it up, he looks at how much weight I put on there. And he says, I, oh, I, I can't do that. I'm like, dude, you haven't, you haven't lifted it up yet. Mm-hmm. Right. So he lifted it up. He says, I, I, I said, uh, give me 10. He's like, I can't, I can't do it. And I told him, I said, you're definitely not doing it now. You just, you just told your mind, you just told your body that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Again, we, we can't downplay that. And, and we, we do that all the time. Even if it's subconsciously, we do that. I'm like, Oh, I think this is going to be really hard. Then we make it hard on ourselves because we're already, we're already expecting it to, to be hard, to be challenging. Uh, but you know, having, you know, the, the right mindset can not only literally make it easier, but can actually increase our potential in a, in a given task. So yeah, um, you know, th- this shouldn't be downplayed at all. You know, having the attitude that we haven't reached a point yet, but we're, we're walk, we're, we're heading there. We've all been through some dark days in our life. Yeah, for sure. When, when we're in those dark days, we feel like it's never going to end. Mm-hmm. But it eventually ends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it may take, depending on what it is, it can take years, but eventually you'd be out uh, out of the clouds. If, if we think about the negative, it, it's not going to do us any good. It's just, just going to keep us in, in that mindset. The growth mindset is honestly all about positive thinking, really, when you think about it. You, you know, you're you're getting out of that mindset of I can only do X, Y, and Z. I'm limited in this. I can't do that. I can't do this. The growth mindset really is a necessity for success. Okay. Everyone wants to be successful, but not everyone is willing to do the work to get there because they think that they can't. But it so it really just starts with the mindset. It, it goes back to to what you said about your friend at the gym. It goes back to people, you know, trying to get that promotion or even applying for the promotion or what, whatever it may be that we're trying to do in life. But the important thing to know here is that you will never find anyone succeeding with a fixed mindset. You must have the growth mindset in order to achieve anything you want in life and be a little realistic. Like if you're like, Oh, in a year, I'm going to become a millionaire. Like, listen, <laughs> you need to have a plan. If that's your goal. Okay, cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But what's your plan? With that being said, Let's recall the steps to developing a growth mindset. The first, be curious. If you aren't a curious person, 
Try to become one. Surround yourself by the right people who are curious. Ask yourself why. When someone tells you something, do research on it, even if it's not something that you know, you're not particularly interested in. You may learn something new. The second thing, learn to look at failure as a learning opportunity. <laughs> as Gaio mentioned earlier, there's so much we can learn from failure. People who who never fail usually won't learn anything. But those who do fail, there are countless opportunities there for growth. Number three, be optimistic. The difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset is being optimistic, looking for opportunities that are there, even though there's danger in the circumstances. Number four, believe in yourself. Just as you wouldn't believe or follow a leader who doesn't believe in themselves, you need to believe in yourself. It starts with you. It's as simple as that. And number five, use the power of the phrase, not yet. We all have goals that we want to accomplish, but unfortunately things may come up. Circumstances may change. So it's important to recognize that that's okay. I'm not there yet. Finally, these steps are proven ways that successful people use in order to develop a growth mindset. And if you use these every day and start getting results, make sure to do it consistently so that when you finally start achieving these results and, and these goals that you have, they become habits. So with that being said, this has been a great conversation about having a fixed versus growth mindset and what you can do to achieve a growth mindset. If you've enjoyed this discussion, please leave a review on whatever avenue you're listening on and tell your friends about us so we can reach new listeners. Mm -hmm. If you're watching the visual version of this podcast on YouTube, we've decided to uh, highlight artists that we like and that you guys may like as well. So please, if you're interested, look in the, in the description and we'll attach all of their details so that you can follow them or contact them if you're interested in their work. So once again, this voice belongs to Robin. And this really belongs to Kaya. And this has been the You Better You podcast. Thank you so much for coming by and listening to two guys helping you better you. We'll see you guys next week.